Well, good morning, everyone. I want to extend a warm welcome to all of you, and especially to any visitors who may be with us this morning, also to those who are watching us this morning via live stream. I hope that uh, your Christmas plans are going along well and that uh, we'll all be ready to welcome uh, Christ on Christmas morning. How can this be? This was the one question that Mary asked the angel Gabriel when the angel appeared and made this great proclamation of God's plan for salvation. How can this be? Mary's heart was filled with love of God and filled with love for Joseph, who was going to be her husband. But I've been thinking about this this week and wondering what she was thinking. What was she doing when this angel just appeared out of nowhere and gave her this great message? And I would suspect she was probably thinking about her wedding coming up. She was thinking about her marriage to Joseph, maybe about what she would wear and the celebration and how things would go. We know that Mary was very young when the angel appeared to her. We don't know exactly uh, her age, but we know that she was a teenager. She was an adolescent, more than likely somewhere between 12 and 16 years old. So this is a pretty major event in anyone's life, but certainly for someone as young as Mary was at this time. And yet her only question was, how can this be? Tell me how this is going to happen. And having been given that information, then Mary gives her yes, her fiat. There is so much power in that word yes when it comes to our relationship with God. Mary agreed to be the mother of God, the pure and holy vessel that would carry Jesus for nine months and then give birth to the Son of God, the long-awaited Savior. Her yes to the angel's message, blotted out the no of Eve in the Garden of Eden when sin entered the world. Her yes meant putting her own plans aside, her plans for her life, in order to take up the plan, the most beautiful and perfect plan that God had for her life. Her yes brought unimaginable suffering. As Simeon the prophet had foretold in the temple, a sword shall pierce your heart. And so that yes didn't come easy. That yes came with a lot of pain and a lot of suffering. Her yes brought hope to a fallen world. And boy, can we use that right now. Amen? Her yes brought her into the realm of the miraculous. As she and Joseph raised the Son of God and watched him begin his public ministry, saw him heal the blind and cure the lame, they entered this realm of the miraculous. My brothers and sisters, you and I are living in the realm of miracles. That famous line from this gospel says, for nothing will be impossible for God. You see, we exist between two worlds. There is the natural world where our feet are on the ground right now, and there is the realm of the spiritual. And we enter that realm of the spiritual every time we come to Mass, every time we encounter a sacrament, we enter that other world. There are angels, God's messengers, all around us, 
If we could see through the eyes of faith this morning, we would see a guardian angel sitting next to every person in this church. Because each one of us has an angel assigned to us at our birth to guide us and protect us and lead us until the day that we leave this earth. Advent helps us to prepare for the miraculous birth of Jesus and to stand in wonder and awe on Christmas morning when we remember again that God took on human flesh and came among us as a baby. This fourth candle that we've lit this morning on the Advent wreath tells us that the Lord is near. He's close at hand, and the days of our celebration of Christmas are very close within our reach. The stories of the miraculous birth of John the Baptist to a woman who was well beyond childbearing years and the miraculous birth through the incarnation of the Holy Spirit of Jesus in the womb of Mary are examples of the miracles of God. You know, this year of 2020 has been a difficult year. I don't think anyone would disagree with that. It's been a time of uncertainty, a lot of suffering, and a lot of pain. And we really need Jesus Christ to come again and renew our hearts and our spirits and to live in our souls again. There are three messages that I want to highlight this morning from this gospel, the messages of the angel Gabriel that I think we can take into our hearts as we prepare for the celebration of Christmas. And the first message is this, the Lord is with you. The angel appears and says, hail full of grace, the Lord is with you. My brothers and sisters, God does not abandon us when we are in times of crisis and difficulty and need. In fact, he is even closer to us during those times when we are most in need. God has done amazing things during this time of crisis. We have been blessed in this parish so richly. One example is the adoration that we started in the month of October. We had an entire month of adoration here in our church, bringing our needs and our cares before the Lord through the intercession of his blessed mother. What a beautiful thing. And now that is going to be a monthly event here at St. Peter's. St. Peter's is thriving during this time. The masses are continuing. People are continuing to receive the sacraments. The church is continuing to operate, even despite these difficult things. And one of the most amazing surprises to me of all of this is the fact that we have begun to use technology to reach out to our brothers and sisters who are unable to be with us during this time. What a beautiful and wonderful ministry we have started through that. The second message from the angel to Mary was, do not be afraid. Imagine this teenage girl receiving this message and how frightening that must have been. And yet, Mary did not let fear keep her from saying yes to God's plan. And neither should we. St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta at one point in her life, pledged to refuse God nothing, this very bold pledge. And so God asked her to found this new order of sisters, the Missionaries of Charity. And in 1950, she did exactly that. 
Today, there are over 5,000 sisters of the missionaries of charity serving in countries all over the world. What an amazing thing, all because she was not afraid to say yes. Our church is full of holy saints who have given their yes to God throughout history in many ways, and we are enriched by their stories of their lives. And the third message this morning, the one that I really want to highlight for you, is that nothing will be impossible for God. We find hope today in hearing the story of God's plan for salvation carried out through the faith of this very young girl and her loving husband. We find hope today that tomorrow night, on December 21st, 2020, the Christmas star will appear in the sky again. It's all over the media, so if you haven't followed it, you can check it out. But this is something that happens only every two to 300 years. And so tomorrow night is that time when we will be able to see that star in the night sky, a miraculous and rare occurrence. We find hope today that God continues to live in our hearts, in our homes, in our churches, in our prayers, in every moment of our lives, God is present with us. And as we say yes to his loving plan for our lives, know that nothing will be impossible for God. And so let us prepare our hearts today to receive the Christ child once again, the long-awaited Savior who lives in our hearts and is always with us. Let us welcome him as never before, as the one who will make all things new. Come, Emmanuel.